everybody. Good evening. It is uh, Wednesday night. It's the last Wednesday in March. That happened wow. incredibly fast. Is that not unbelievable? It First is, quarter is done. It's done. First quarter. First quarter is done. At what Sad. point is it the tax um, where we actually get to keep the money we earn? Is that Somewhere in May, isn't it? <laughs> we got about oh, six months to go. Close. Somewhere in May. <laughs> Never mind. Um, well, good evening. Thank you all for coming. It's a, This is what we call our Bethel radio show where... Um, our Bible study meets transformational living meets current events, and we kind of collide all that together in a radio format. Uh, we have been for several weeks now in the book of Romans, and we're going to dive back into that tonight. So we are, if you have your Bibles with you, we're in Romans chapter 12, and we're picking up in verse 17. Yes, so render to no man evil for evil. Take thought for things honorable in the sight of all men. So Paul keeps building on, if you will, uh, the to-do list that a Christian is to do towards your fellow man uh, or woman, boy, girl. And so what I want to do is, for my part, I'm going to share with you what uh, two men that I rely on very heavily, what they say, and then we'll just let you guys comment to that. Uh, so What's this guy's name? John MacArthur says, First, we are never to pay back evil for evil to anyone. Reiterating and extending the second aspect of the principle taught in verse 14. We not only are to bless those who persecute us and not curse them, but certainly are never to move beyond a verbal curse to an act of revenge. The Old Testament law of, and this is very interesting, the Old Testament law of eye for eye, tooth for tooth, pertained to civil justice, not personal revenge. Because I've always thought that was built on revenge. You take my eye, I'm taking your eye. But listen to this. But its major purpose was to prevent the severity of punishment from exceeding the severity of the offense. Hmm. So if you take my eye, I can only take your eye. That's very interesting. Uh, in other words, someone guilty of destroying another person's eye could not be punished with any greater penalty than that of forfeiting one of his own eyes. A few verses later in this letter, Paul declares that civil authority is a minister of God I'm, Yeah, to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. And we're talking about the government now. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath upon the one who practices evil... But that very authority, which not only is divinely permitted but divinely mandated for civil government, is divinely forbidden for personal purposes. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. Paul warned the Thessalonian believers, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all men. First, Thess First Thessalonians 5.15. Peter echoes the same truth in nearly the same words. To sum up, let all be harmonious sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, for you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. So before I read Warren Wiersbe, what do you guys think? How can you argue with John <laughs> MacArthur? <clears throat> his, uh, his line of thinking there goes right along with what I had prepared. Sure. The uh, fact that we can't be trusted with revenge. Mm. We can't be trusted That's very with... very good mm. and very God, true. God gives us the command to know, isn't that true? We, we turn justice... I would love justice to have the power for a day. I will have to <laughs> you know, If I be take, a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and consume thee. Our, just to use the eye for eye as an example, our mentality is, I'm going to take your eye and I'm going to bust your nose oh, yeah. just so you remember. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm That's doing right. you a favor by doing teaching a lesson. Yeah, teaching a lesson... Uh, Justice and revenge are not the same thing. God did command us to love our neighbor as ourselves. He, he, I've established this several sure. times. Loving our neighbor is like loving him. Whenever we do something to our neighbor, it's like we're doing it to him. Uh, Matthew 25, in the parable of the sheep and the goats, he said to the sheep, uh, Blessed are you, come into my kingdom, for you have given me water, you've clothed me, you've given me something to eat, you visited me when I was in prison. They said, when did we do that? And he said, when you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. God considers that all one relationship. We, we don't, we don't, I don't think we emphasize that enough. Every relationship that we have, God is included in it. Right. That's the way God designed it. And whenever we hurt somebody, you put whoever you want in that relationship, 
it's like we're hurting God. And so much so in Matthew, Matthew 5, 23, God told us, this is therefore if you bring a gift to the altar, if you're trying to worship God, and there remember that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave thy, go, thy gift there at the altar and go thy way first, be reconciled to thy brother, then come give the you, You're not all right with God until you're all right, right with your brother. Amen. Um, we, we can barely be trusted to do that. We certainly can't be trusted with revenge or vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Oh, that's, yeah, I was heading right to that. Have you ever, if you're just being honest, tried to return evil for evil? Um, if I can be so honest, there's, you know, been times where I've, I've just, you know, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek. No, I'm going to retaliate yes, this time. I will retaliate. I'm, this doormat stuff is not it working. Is on. And boy, <laughs> that got me in more trouble and caused more stress mm. just if I would have just kept turning the other cheek and not not played the game and not been the, the evildoer, just let that go. And, you know, and then that reminded me, vengeance is the Lord's. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Just leave it alone. Let me ask you, have you, ever had to do, have you ever had somebody do something to you and you didn't do anything and watched God spank them? Have you ever seen that happen? Or you, you, you can't always say yes, that God spanked them, but something happened to them that made them stop. Right. Well, I have a feeling I, God I have, must have taken care of that one because, yeah. I've had that happen a few times that I was actually good and said, okay, okay, I'm not going to react. Yeah, don't, that, it's, it's the reaction like, nope, you're not going not gonna to get her eyes out of me. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go stoop to that level. I'm right. just going to keep on the straight and narrow. And then the one time I was like, well, learn that lesson. <laughs> Learned it. Thank you, Lord. I will accept the punishment, and we're not going down that road again. Well, uh, Warren Wiersbe, in his uh, words, he talked about the fact that he had a friend. And, of course, Warren Wiersbe is a internationally known theologian, been on the radio, been on TV. He's got friends that have been on the radio, been on TV. One of the college men, like I said, in Nebraska, he used to right. teach. He used to teach in you our... Better believe it. And I had no idea how big of a, a deal he was when he was there. But. Amen. Good. I mean, one, one of the most famous, I mean, you, put, you can put him right up there with John MacArthur and the such. Uh, he had a friend that got in a theological mess with other Christian radio speakers. And somebody basically attacked him on their radio show. They named him by name and said he's wrong and this, that, and the other. And he said his friend was getting ready to get on his radio show and fight back. And he got wise counsel to let it go. God will take care of it. And that's exactly why. He didn't go into great detail, and I'm thankful for that. But, but something not so good happened to this other guy uh, and such of that nature. And so... it. It is, abs you know, people say, well, uh, that's just the way I am. Well, of course that's the way you are. <laughs> We're human beings. We're sinners. But we've got to change the way we are. As my old saying is, that's why Christ died. So, uh, and, and I, you know, y'all know my road rage. I mean, I would have to put this squarely in that category that when someone wrongs me on the road, I, the, that old devil, you know, in my flesh rises up and wants to set it right. But that hardly ever ends well so, either. Yeah, amen. And when, when you've seen it happen, and you may have been on the negative side of this, you may have been on the positive side of this, but God mediates between people. God will represent me to Ben, and God will rep represent Ben to me. You, you, can, you can take that to the bank. That I am certain of. If you will allow God to work in the other person's life and not retaliate, I guarantee you at some point he something... God's never going to say, go get him. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah. not going to do yeah. that. Well, that kind of ties into, and I'm reading from the NIV, but the second part or the second sentence in chapter 17, mine says, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. Amen. Because I feel like, um, for me personally, I think as Christians, we should all on some level feel like people are watching you. They're watching what you do, how you react to situations. Um, and I, I mean, at work, at home, how you act with your children, how you, I mean, people are watching and observing and to do right in their eyes, it's, it's lofty. It is, but Absolutely. I do feel, I do feel the pressure of that and the things I say and do. And, um, I wonder how many hard. times that what both ways that I've encouraged somebody and given somebody hope or how many times I've really botched it, it and up, then yeah. they, maybe somebody even on the, the, the brink of 
further investigation into the relationship with God, and they saw me and said, oh, I don't need any of that. I've got my own uh, issues. So I wonder how many people would be given hope by one person doing the right thing to them, saying the right thing to them, forgiving them, or asking for forgiveness from them. We get hope when people do that. We get, uh, honestly, I believe people start to believe in the supernatural when they see people do things that are not natural, mm -hmm. like, like ask for forgiveness, try to make restitution for something. Uh, gives people hope. Steve's uh, father-in-law, Betsy's dad, uh, Andy Stewart, that was one of those things that we talked about Sunday morning that he was known for. He, he was known for when you had an opportunity to lash out, he was going to respond in love all for the purpose of sharing the gospel with him. You know, the, the two thugs that were trying to steal his battery, he goes ahead and takes it out and takes it to their car. Oh, <laughs> I just wish someone would speak of me that way someday. I, do, I think about, be. like, boy, when I, what I'm leaving behind, I hope that could just Amen. but let that be something <laughs> that is said. What smoke a and ashes behind me. <laughs> just leaving a trail of smoke and ashes behind me. <laughs> Not good. All right. That's all, all I got. Right. Um, all right. So we're going to do our little segment where I'm just saying where just random things come to us and you have to hear it. Um, so enjoy this. And please send them in if you've got some. Yeah, I'm just we, saying we we'd love, love it. to hear we'd them. Love to read. And also later we will do take... Um, would you rather? Would you rather? I've got so a good the one ultimate, tonight. My kids yeah. have lots of would you rather. They're usually gross. Right. Really, really gross. <laughs> right, right. Here's mine. Uh, this is a pie graph that someone sent me, and it is so true. It says toddler activities during dinner. 3% um, eating. 3% is actually eating, which, you know, I would say ours is more like 1% actually eating. 25% crying. That's pretty good. Yeah. Making conversation, falling out of chair. We're at least at 20% at our house. <laughs> Asking for dessert, they never are good enough to get that, so that's off the table. There you go. Using the bathroom is actually more like forty percent of our dinner time, if not more. I think you're like at two hundred and thirty percent. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so this is what I want to know: was kind of spilling waters up there, fifteen percent. Was spilling your your tea glass or your water was that a spankable offense? Oh when you were a kid? Oh my gosh! Oh, dude, I got jerked up from the table so like many times. Like milk spilling, I can see the little plastic blue Tupperware <laughs> cup of milk just going across the table and just looking yeah. in fear, like, oh, no. oh so this is it. So when I became a parent, that was one of my non-negotiables with Dawn. We are not spanking a kid if they spill their accident. Yes. Yeah. Now if they do it twenty times in a row, we may have some sensitivity <clears throat> training. You know, and such of that nature. But uh, I, that, I, that was just one of those script things, you know. And, of course, you know, that was when I was very, very young. But, uh, oh, yeah, that was a spankable offense. Oh, and we had, like, the clear your plate. You had to eat everything you on your plate. It. And I was like, I'm not going to do that to the The missionary oh. principle. Boy, I was like, put you before don't. you, you eat it. I'm not going to do the clear the plate. And eat they it, wonder why I'm it. overweight Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> I, I need to bring in pictures of myself from my childhood. It's quite, it's, it's funny. I show it to my kids like this. This was me in the sixth grade. You think you're awkward? Look what there look what go. I had to deal with there. So, and this is almost a contradiction to what we just talked about. This is meant to be humorous. Okay, uh, I'm just saying I like to classify numbers in my phone when I do not have a name, and I'm not talking about church members. Of course. Yeah. Well, and they are usually in not this complimentary. <laughs> They're usually not complimentary. Uh, so I had a phone one one of those phone calls today, and I didn't get the name. And so afterwards, because, you know, in my situation, when you get in that deal, you don't really want to take that call again, you know. So I've got do not answer, do not answer to, you know, so on and so <laughs> forth. Well, this one's just weirdo. <laughs> so when I see oh, it, no. or, yeah, yeah. that's terrible. That so you put, terrible. you put it in your context list? You oh, put yeah. them in the context yeah, if you list? Would call me and right now. Oh, sorry. If they were to call me right now, I would say weirdo. <laughs> And if, I, t I, like if I told you the whole story, you would say, that, that's right, Brother Ben. But anyway, I messed up. We'll you. forgive you for that. Th thank you. Thank you. Confession. We're time. not going to repay evil for evil. That, that's so. exactly right. That's what I'm saying. It's contradiction to what we just talked about. <laughs> Pray for me. Oh, that's my, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Pray for me. Yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm saying. No, I, I totally understood that, that you need prayer, and that's what you're getting at. I can't believe it. And, and they, they are not attending church, I promise. <laughs> 
they're attending friendship. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, they're not attending church anymore. <laughs> yeah, <you're right>. here <laughs> anymore. <so. laughs> Amen. The pastor and never I would answers never, my calls. Never ever do that with anybody. We looked up John Dover in your phone. Would it? No, it says Dover Cell. And that's why I try to look it up under John and never find it. So, so this I've been working with Dad, getting Dad stuff. Yeah. Uh, put together and, and repaired, and we were down in his place this w- Monday working on his tractor. Now, you've said this to me before, but I actually got it uh, Monday. So we finally got it fixed and working, and I took it down the road, and just it's a 140-horse Ford big GW20, tractor. big tractor. And it was like a double dose of Prozac. I'm telling to, you, testosterone. To, to, I was... You ready Pumped. to pull a tree out of the ground, <laughs> Knock man. it down. That's right. And I, said, I, told my, I told my brother, man, you need to get him drive that thing. It's, it's better than Valium, I'm telling you. You took well, it right. Man, that was good stuff. Brad and I. Every have, man needs a tractor. That's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm Every saying. man needs he, he a He told me tractor. that a while before. my husband keeps saying that, and I'm like, what do we need a tractor for? <laughs> now I get it. Yeah, it's a man thing. Because, you know, I, uh, ladies, I'm sure you could tell us there's something that all of you agree that is so good. Whether it's a spa, food or processor, food oh. processor. Ah, there you go. For a man, it's a dozer or a tractor. Something. We, that I've got. You see those? Stuff. I got wounds all over my hands because we pulled the multiflora roses out yesterday with the tractor. Because I mean, it's wet right now, and I mean, those dudes came right. These these flora roses were as big as from here to the wall. They were huge, and I can't tell you the whole story. Uh, and because I made some unfortunate discoveries. Let's put it that way. Uh, there's no bodies exposed out well, in the graveyard, is there? Dangerously <laughs> close. <laughs> it's not dangerously a, close. It's not a conservation area. Right. Uh-oh. And, and, but I hooked that chain up, and, and when Benjamin started pulling it out, because they're all intertwined, and that thing stretched for about 12 feet and finally let go. Snapped back. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed your tractor experience. Oh, man. A friend of mine, we just call it tractor time. I, I can't need, afford I need some it. Tractor. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm going to have to borrow Maybe some Maybe it won't sell for a while. <laughs> I'm driving a couple times. Um, somebody texted in with the phone, the caller ID, and that. Oh, they Lord said there's help. some professions where you unfortunately can't do that. <laughs> Pharmacy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> they amen. They go, amen. When you see the caller ID and you cringe. You <laughs> oh, shall remain nameless, Put a barely. Something in right. the sauce. Um, somebody That's awesome. Text, all you young whippersnappers will never know the satisfaction of slamming down a phone receiver on a rotary phone. <laughs> True. True. Can't no, do that I, with I did it because I, I mean, I, you know, I was born. I mean, in if you took this and went, oh, you're yeah, t- yeah, you're just yeah, out yeah, several hundred day. dollars. That's just a bad idea. Nothing satisfying about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who sent that in. That's great. I, I actually, I'm t- I can't place who it was, but somebody actually did that. They got so mad that they threw their phone, and, and as they were getting through the motion, they realized, I'm it's fixing to destroy phone. my phone, <laughs> yeah. And they tried to hold up, but it was Boy. too late. Oh, I've oh, got it. I have to tell an Aaron Click story, because right, he's here. not here to defend himself at all, but he was burning brush naturally on a day where it was really windy. <laughs> and he should not well, have been prerequisite. burning. He should not have been burning anything. <laughs> he got caught up. With trying to put this fire out by himself, and he's all, you know, nobody's home and right. whatever. And he went to call, actually, my husband. And he trips and falls, and, and he throws his phone, phone into, the, into the, fire. the fire. And he said, just so you know, a smartphone, when it hits the flames, just goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's not very smart. Yeah, that's <laughs> not very to get out smart at all. And if you got a Samsung, it does that without going into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, good stuff. All right. All right, moving on. Moving on. Um, so our next segment, actually, let me give some announcements because Let's, this will dive yes. kind of. It flows into announcements. It's an extended. Very deep spiritual segment. It, real, it truly is. This is kind of an infomercial. Really? i got to look again. If you twist. will. Um, we have uh, some fun stuff coming up. If you are planning on the Camp Colorado, the Rocky Mountain trip, um, that they have another meeting coming up. It's April 1st, so this Saturday at 1 p.m. at the St. Clair Burger King. Um, so hopefully, if you're planning on doing this, you've already talked a little bit with Keith Ragsdale. If this is all new information for you, please contact him. Um, also, there is a Mexican dinner 
and an auction. It's a benefit for Robert Rapold. Um, that is going to be May 6th, so mark your calendars now. I'm sure they'd love you to uh, attend. And plus, who doesn't want a Mexican dinner? My Man, gosh. Yeah. Any day of the week, um, I'm there. So that's going to be from 5 to 8. Um, just make plans to attend. That's at the Franklin County Baptist Association. Um, and then bigger than big is, of course, the Easter Walk is coming up. Um, if you want to donate cookies, um, homemade or store-bought, sign up. There's flyers um, they're on the bulletin board that you can sign up for that. We still need people to pray, 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 and invite, invite, invite. No so, rain. Yeah, pray no for rain. the people that are coming through, for safety, um, for, for people to come up. We're looking for 1,000 people to attend this year. Um, those performances next Wednesday, this is important. Um, Awana no radio and Radio Hour Wednesday. is dismissed. It will be a practice for the Easter walk. So if you come, and we hope you do, of course, um, you will be helping us. Bless you. Um, practice for the walk. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we need people to go through it so that we can practice on you. And, of course, we uh, ask our Awana kids to come, and it, it's just another way to share the gospel with our Awana kids. We've only lost, like, three kids on that walk, so yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really pretty safe. If so. I recall, the fire was a woman, right? That was, <laughs> That's right. Was a child. The children were fine. Yeah. Children there were a couple were of fine. players that caught on fire once upon a time, yes, too. Yes, yes. I've had a headdress fire once or twice. Did you really? Is, it one of the Is that why you... One of my visitors <laughs> put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me on the ground, stomped it out. You know, we do have... We bring our, our neighbor with us every year, and uh, he goes, oh, when's the Easter walk? Did we miss it? And I go, no. You'll get to watch it next week yeah. when we bring you to Awana. So. Cool, cool, cool. Um, having said that, this Sunday, we have something special coming up, and Ben uh, texted out the topics and ideas this week, and he said, let's talk about the chili cook-off, and I was like, what chili cook-off? <laughs> <laughs> so that is our next topic. We've got something kind of fun, and uh, we really want your involvement, so Ben? So, so what, what we're going to do is, is just give you a little bit of history. Um, we started this, uh, I, I can't even tell you when we started it, because when I was youth director, we were doing uh, a chili supper. And the church would, the men of the church would get together uh, and prepare the, um, you know, meals. I'm sorry, the chili. And so about 10 years ago, we got the idea instead of uh, the church providing the chili, let's have a little fun and just have people provide the chili and let's make it a competition. And that pretty well coincided with the Easter walk prep. So usually we do it now on the Sunday evening before the walk. Uh, so there will be three categories uh, this Sunday evening. Uh, the practice starts at 5 p.m. So this week's Easter walk practice is not at 5.30. It's actually 5.03 in the advertisement. Uh, and so <laughs> David said an odd time will catch people's eyes, okay? David, the master advertiser. Um, and so uh, 5.03 will be the uh, walk practice. We're going to get our costumes this week, so there's going to be a lot going on. And then whenever David says we're done... Uh, we'll start our chili cook-off. So what we're asking you to do is to bring uh, your favorite pot of chili in a crock pot or a way to keep it warm. Uh, and the such, if you don't have a crock pot, if you have a metal pot that will fit in an oven, we could certainly do that as well. But we need you to bring a placard or something to go with that crock pot that has your name and the entry that you're doing. you got three opportunities. There we go. Uh, hot mild or open slash soup so uh now long story so i won't i'll save you that but i've made some jambalaya here recently and i'm and i've made some andouille sausage which you got to have andouille sausage to go into jambalaya and so you could bring a dish like that if you wanted to do something like that so it could, it could be a casserole it's an open category but if you're willing and and so uh hot, mild, or sloop, soup slash open. Almost said sloop. Um, Actually, you kind of did. I, I kind of did, didn't I? Gift cards will be given to the top two places of each category, so six possibilities uh, to win a gift card. Uh, the church will provide the ancillary items such as cheese and crackers and all that jazz to go, the drinks, uh, non-alcoholic. Non <laughs> I want to share our church philosophy on meals. I put here, y'all come. If you're listening to this and it's Friday or Saturday and you think, well, you know what, my, my friend Tara told me to listen to this uh, podcast. podcast 
And here they are talking about a chili supper, and it's going to happen tomorrow night. I've never been to that church. I wonder if I could go to that. You better believe it. You might be thinking, well, I'm not going to be involved in that Easter walk. Could I go to the chili cook-off? You better believe it. I would not ever tell you the name of the church, and I would not ever tell you the name of the person, but years and years ago, a person started coming here and said, Brother Ben, let me tell you why I'm coming here. And I said, okay. I went to so-and-so church because I was invited to go, and they had a meal that day. This is this person's story. Someone, if you will, a high-ranking official of the church, walked up and said, so everybody could hear him, it's amazing how many people we can get when we serve food. And made that person feel about this big. And I'm telling you, I will tackle you <laughs> if somebody starts to say. Tease them. That, that's Tease exactly em. right. Because it's okay. Amen. If someone invites you to come to an eating meeting, it's okay to go. And you should Even if made, you don't have anything to bring. Yeah. Especially. especially if you don't have yeah, that's right. You're a guest. And so our philosophy is if it takes a bowl of chili to get a winning, uh, to win a hearing, to share the gospel with you, we will gladly feed you a bowl of burning hot chili, you know, type deal. Something um, to, remember, to remember us by. And that's right. <laughs> or you have a And Okay, and so my part of this, uh, church members and attenders, this is your opportunity to work the field. So we're down there eating, and everybody is, you know, concentrated around a bowl of chili. You start looking around the room, and if you see somebody that you don't know, I'm begging you, be a greeter. You know, after your bowl of chili, you go over and say, hey, uh, you know, my name's so-and-so. Is this your first time here? You know, just talk to them. Get a conversation going. They will never forget that. And, and if a person comes here and nobody besides the person that brought them invests in them they'll walk away saying that's a pretty cold church but if at least two or three love them enough to say hey you know thanks for coming they will walk away thinking that's a pretty friendly church you know i, I might could find some friends at that church 95 percent of everyone that ever attends a church is looking for a friend they're not looking for the gospel they're not coming because of the pastor they're coming because a friend invited them or they're looking for a friend. There you go. Um, let's suppose that you are going to be home all weekend without your husband. You've got three kids at home. And <laughs> what you come up with is a fantastic dessert or Bring a great it. side dish. Bring it. If you're not much on chili. Oreos. Bring it. Pack of Oreos. Perfect. Pack of Oreos. <laughs> bring it. Just checking. I know that you can make a good dessert, so bring <laughs> it. You bet. That's about all I'm good at. <laughs> so that's this Sunday eating's you want you this come? Sunday evening 5 o'clock we'll start the practice and the supper will be any sometime after 6 perfect we'll be there probably after 6.30 to be honest with you alright a few announcements that I did miss um, finally the long awaited ladies night um, at the gun shack at the gun shack so um, I do have some questions about this but uh, fortunately you can contact Pat um, this is going to be April the 27th. It's a Thursday night. Um, I believe it's only around $10. Correct. Um, do you have to have your own weapon or you can rent them you there? Can rent it from Isn't them. that correct? You, you can. can rent it from them. If you do have your weapon, you're more than welcome to bring it. Just please bring it in a, what's the word? So locked S in a case or some a, sort of case. Carrier, yeah. You know, uh, unloaded. My, unloaded, correct. Uh, my case is a zip case and, that, and that's good enough. You know, but it just needs to be secure in a case. They will ask you to open the case. You show them what you have, and then you're good to go. All right. Um, no children, though, and this is just, just for the ladies. So Correct. That's, um, I think that's 18 years up. and up. Is that mm -hmm. what they were requesting? Yep. 18 years and up. You got it. Um, and then also things just to be looking ahead and marking on your calendar. Um, Bethel Homecoming will be May 21st. Um, a potluck. Yes. Nonetheless. Uh, and then vacation Bible school, as soon as school lets out, um, it just seems like school ends and then bam, it's vacation Bible school. But that's going to be June 4th through the 8th. Um, and that's on purpose. So it really that, is yeah, on purpose. Yeah, because they advertise to, at right, the end at of the school, year. Right. Yep. 
Um, and then Jesus Camp is in July. It's July 16th through the 22nd. So, um, my goodness, just a lot of things to be thinking about. Um, maybe praying about your own involvement and helping yes. if you haven't in the past. And um, people that you can invite and bring in. Amen. Um, dare I say some financial support? You never know the sure. kids that might need some help sure. with Jesus yeah, Camp. We always have some kids that need sponsorships. It, it, we have the cheapest camp going. But even at that, for a child that is in a family that's disadvantaged, 50 bucks is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. For sure. So um, a lot coming up. All right. So do you have something great for Would You Rather? I do, and it's, it's uh, well, time sensitive. Would you rather do the walk, and this is your first year. I know. To, to be in it. i excited. Would you rather do the walk in 30-degree weather or 80-degree weather? 80. 80 Would you or rather? even 80? 100 degrees over 30. <laughs> yes. What about you? Uh, what's 30. your name, Gavin? 30. 30. Me too. Because oh you can heartbeat. put layers upon layers under that smock or whatever it is. I can, tell you, I can just matter. have my smock and nothing else on and be sweating by the first round. Well, true. Going up the you're a disciple. Yeah, so you're walking the whole it, way. Well, that maybe would have been what it was like back then. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, no, but I'll take, I, are, I can't, I'm not good in the cold. That's why I don't hunt. Ask Johnny if you're really? here, you would answer it. Can't do the cold. Or the bugs. Which brings me to mine, which okay. is, would you rather deal with mosquitoes or ticks? In the neither. Neither, somebody hey, said. You, it's not an answer. Well, because we were doing the Easter walk on Sunday to oh, practice. The seed ticks. And, and we're standing in the mulch, and all of a sudden it's like, and there's like a gazillion little seed ticks out there. And we're like, we have been heavily vexed with seed ticks up here. We got a problem at the a, Miracle Station. At the <laughs> Miracle Station. We need Jesus some to guineas. come down here. Need yeah, some, some guineas. guineas, yeah. Okay, so I, I can't answer that in a real quick answer because, I, and I, I wish I could replicate how I was raised because I was raised completely oblivious to my environment. I, I'm serious. I, I drove in my car for years before I knew it had a heater or an air conditioner. <laughs> I didn't care. I was oblivious to my environment. Someone would get in and say, can I get some heat? You know, sure, Got sure. a cold in there. Yeah, that's right. And, well, and the same is true. John Smith, and bless his heart, I hope he don't listen to this. <laughs> he would not go to the woods unless it was you know, 60 degrees to 70 degrees type thing because ticks were out, snakes were out, this, that, the other. Guy was scared to death of everything that was mm. in the woods. And I, you know, I get it. It's teach his own. Now, here's I'm the here's not, I'm the, not far off that mark, just I, I'm for with the you. record. Here's the problem with that mentality. It's called Lyme's disease. It's kind of changed things. You know, I mean, I can remember the more the merrier. I love to scratch. I do. It feels good. It releases endorphins. Did you know that? I when did you not. scratch, it releases endorphins. It feels good. I did not. So know I thought, chickers, just help yourself. I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> But now a tick can kill you I mean, or make you wish you were dead. Handicap you, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think I would rather have the mosquitoes, even though a mosquito drives mosquitoes me too. ever loving mad. Uh, Turkey hunting? Now we got the Zika virus to worry about. Well, though, this is true. Coming to St. Louis, too. So pick your neither is the right choice. Yeah, neither is the right so. choice. But you had to pick one that's part of the rules, Mosquito. Mosquitoes. I'll take mosquitoes. Because ticks are a little bug. Wow. Malaria, Karen. Malaria. Well, it's probably yeah. in other parts of the world, it's a much right. bigger problem than it is here. Yeah. So. Well, in, in Jonesboro, Arkansas, they're that big. I mean, they are. <laughs> when I was a... You don't hear... Just hope they don't land on your yeah, eye. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pterodactyl. Uh, and when I was in St. Louis, there, I didn't grow up in the city, but um, the girls said that in the subdivisions, those trucks would spray... Like mm -hmm. with the big, oh, yeah, and they and you know, it's pesticide. And she goes, go, Oh, yeah, when we were little, when the trucks came out to spray, <laughs> we would run behind it, like, Oh, the mist truck. <laughs> it's like you just never breathe it. <laughs> it all made sense after she told <laughs> that story, <laughs> really. I was like, and the, Now all the pieces fit a delousing, de ticking, awesome. everything. Oh. <laughs> all right, so for our final topic, Ben, I'm gonna kind of let you take the lead on this because, um. You heard this article or this, really, it was a, yeah, a news so, story. Just so you don't think badly of me, uh, that's the person, okay? Uh, happens to be an attractive, blonde-haired woman. Her name is Tommy Lauren, and she is and was a rising star in Glenn Beck's uh, media world. And so The Blaze is the name. Of, I mean, I go to The Blaze every day to check and see, just, just see if anything's blowed apart. 
And because I get the news from a conservative viewpoint from the Blaze. I don't agree with Glenn Beck on everything, but I line up more with him than I do, you know, liberals and such of that nature. So Tommy Lauren uh, started a weekly or daily uh, TV show on the Blaze. She took amazingly hard, what would the word be, vocal and even sometimes aggressive stands uh, against liberal points of view. So she garnered a lot of attention. Um, they used the word m meteoric rise. In other words, it was just like a meteor, how quickly she got to the top, if you will, of her game. Well, she went on The View last week and made the statement that uh, that's she, daring anyway yeah, to go. She's I mean, enemy that's like, yeah, is. talk about being in a lion's den. She Good called grief. conservatives, which she is one, but she called conservatives that believe in uh, pro-life, so in other words, they're against abortion, hypocrites for believing in limited government while still wanting to control a woman's right to choose. This was her words. I am pro-choice, and here's why. I am a constitutionalist, you know, someone that loves the Constitution. I am someone that is for limited government, and so I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and say, I'm for limited government, but I think that the government should decide what women do with their bodies. So, uh, you that's know. A, that's a, I don't know how, if she understands how convoluted that is because of the tax dollars that well, that's are going why we're, to. That's why we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the ultimate, this, this segment is about so how can we be for a limited government and, quote, unquote, be for the government deciding what women can do with their bodies? Let me just say this, that Glenn Beck has essentially fired her. The statement was that she has been banned from the blaze. Well, she's been fired. And so um, the uh, – go ahead, Gavin. Except that we're funding Planned Parenthood. We're, we're make, and when President Obama was president, we were also funding – abortion overseas, the uh, infamous Mexico City um, executive order that goes mm -hmm. back and forth depending on who's president. Who's president right. uh, and Donald Trump, of course, rescinded it. So now that we are not uh, funding abortion overseas and in other countries, which is, God bless him. Um, so I see these bumper stickers, and I'm sorry if this is a little too graphic, but keep, keep your laws out of my uterus. Sure. Well, our tax dollars go in your uterus too, so it makes it open it is for our public, business. public discourse. Right. If you're getting public funds from it, it's open for discussion. And you can say that about a lot of things. You can say that about welfare. It's public funds, so we, it's open. It's an open topic for discussion on what qualifies you for welfare, what, what take any program, not just welfare. There are people who need welfare. There are people who need disability. All of those are open for discussion because they're public funded. Right. So when you ask for funds for Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood comes, it's on the plate. And it's been well documented that that's 90%, if not more, of what they do. They, they do not provide, quote unquote, women's health care. Uh, how do I know that? Because just as early as last week, um, a pro-life entity of course, undercover, called just about every Planned Parenthood uh, clinic in state after state after state, I think 48 states, and not a one of them, not a one of them provided women's health care besides abortion. abortion yeah. and, and they said, just matter-of-factly, we, we don't provide any other type of women's health care. We are an abortion facility. That's what we do. And, 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 you know, at least they were honest about it, you know, and, and, and so... Uh, the, the, the bottom line for me is still, though, not so much, and I mean, I, I think that's the best argument talking to a United States citizen is from the tax funding element. But, of course, as a you know, Bible preacher, uh, my thing is, is that we're not telling you what you can or cannot do with your body. We're telling you what you can or cannot do with the innocent life that's inside of your body. I see that as, as the argument. And it, it's and one it, more prong of the absolutely. discussion. And, and uh, so, uh, so uh, what the the next step to that naturally is to ask, who? How then do you have the right to tell the child inside of you what they do with their body? You're ending that that right. life. 
So if, if we're talking about who gets to say what about whose body, you're making the ultimate decision for someone else's body. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's it, so convoluted there, it's it, hard it, to... It is. And it's, uh, th th this is the uh, subject th that I believe is going to determine revival or not in our nation. Uh, I believe we have to be, uh, we have to find our tongue, uh, as they say at Edgar Murray with uh, the seven, eight habits of highly effective students, we've got to find our voice and let people know lovingly where we stand. But um, it, it, what, now I do know that Glenn, Bay's, Glenn Beck went on the blaze and delineated why he does believe that the founding fathers did support and protect innocent life in the Constitution. Uh, and it's all there for you to read. All you got to do is search that. Well, and again, I can't imagine that the Founding Fathers would understand how easy and accessible it would be to end a pregnancy like it is today. Like that, I don't know how much of a vision they had for right. our country. I can't imagine that they would believe or understand that it would be that easy and that we'd be funding it all over the world, not just in our own country. Amen. But just from a woman's perspective, and I've, I've said this before, you know, and when I was a little girl, nobody had to teach me to pick up a baby doll and pretend to love it and, and, and nurture it. it. And I watched my own daughter, and I cried. I remember the first time she picked up a baby and was, like, patting it. And, and that was just instinctive. I didn't right. teach her to do that. And um, I just think that with abortion, it's just such a lie that women are told that, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Just do it. You know, you should do whatever you want. This is going to hold you back. This is, I mean, my gosh, it's like nine months of a drain on your body. And, you know, just it's just a lie that women are told because I just think when I was expecting Sadie and I got this app on my phone that was like, you know, the baby tracker app, and, and the kids loved it. What is what does she look, you know, what does the baby look like now? How big is she? What does the baby look like now? And I mean, from like six months, I guess weeks. six weeks on, we were tracking, this is what the baby's doing, this is what the baby, <laughs> and you know, and so I'm thinking, if somebody at 18 or whatever age is told, you know what, you don't need to deal with this, just right. get rid of it, right. um, it, and you know, yeah, and, yeah. They, and they just act like it's, yeah, it's just, it's nothing, I mean, it barely, it's heart's barely beating now, you know, like that's what they're told, eventually they are most likely going to have a family and a husband, and you better believe, I'm sure, Every minute of that pregnancy, they're looking at that thinking, oh, my gosh, my baby was doing this. Oh, my gosh, I, I killed a baby. And that's a guilt that that person has to live with. That will tear you up. And that's not what they tell you right, when right. they're saying all these big political views and, and this and that and how the women should feel and believe. Well, they don't. I can't imagine any of them have lived in the aftermath of that. Right. I can't believe that anybody... It's up there saying like, oh, yeah, you know what? I've had three abortions. This is the best decision well, and, I ever made. And they actually are doing that. There mm -hmm. are they, some. They are. Unfortunately, But those are the people that are, they, I, and I, I hesitate to even say what I'm thinking right now, so I'm not going to say it. I have no ability to understand why they would do that. I think the biggest thing is, is that they are seeing the potential now with Trump and, and these uh, new uh, court guys, Supreme Court justice that, that may be coming, they're seeing the possibility of losing this quote-unquote right. right. And so they are, you know, they look at our arguments and that, and so they're, ha they, what are, they've we, got to come up with something Yeah, we've got to come up with something else. And that may or not, may or may not be even be true. I don't know if I, I just, I can't see it. No, I've, I've. Uh, so just to add to the co comment, uh, just taking this back to the first discussion, God mediates between you and I. Right. God also mediates between that mother and that child. And that voice never goes away. That young child's voice never goes away. And you, you can hear the testimony of people who've come around um, to realize that they made a mistake when they had an abortion. And every every anniversary of that child's birth date, they, they have a little mourning um, um, ceremony, if you, if you will, and there's a, a website, if you get a chance to go to it, and I encourage any person that's listening to this that's had an abortion, um, afterabortion.com is a resource for women that have had an abortion and don't know why they're having trouble after the abortion. Emotionally, they're having pro problems. Um, it's a pretty documented condition after abortion. Whether you believe abortion's right or wrong, 
women after abortion go through this, um, and I, I can't describe it any better than a post-traumatic stress issue. You've, you've right. lost the life of someone. Whether you agree that that's a life or not, the conscience that God has given you goes right. into action. And God represents that child to you, just like he would represent you to the child uh, if the circumstances were reversed. And, and it's extremely important to say right <clears throat> here that even though we are as against abortion as anyone can be, that doesn't mean that we condemn the person that has experienced it. Oh, absolutely. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, I, I feel for and I right. hurt for people yeah. that have... I There's forgiveness. Yes, Amen. but I, that, feel, I mean, I really... That, that for me is what I think of more than anything is these women have been lied to and now they have to live with that and my heart breaks for them. Um, it's, it's not hate at all. It's Amen. like I, I want to help. It's uh, amen. And, and you, until you work through it, it's not going to go away. And, and God made us that way. He made us with a conscience that's sensitive to things like this. And I just wanted to make that, that statement that to anybody who may have been through an abortion, there's forgiveness and there is healing. And, and your life can be forever changed by yeah. acknowledging that and taking it to God and asking him to um, forgive you of your sins. And I want to tell you that relationships are eternal. Um, we are eternal beings. And if there's a baby in heaven that's yours, you can ask God to forgive you for taking that child's life and ask God to speak to that child that you're sorry. Um, God's the mediator. Even in heaven, he can mediate relationships. And not only that, you can still have a relationship with that child in heaven. Amen. Amen. It, it obviously would not be what you would have had here on earth, but, but it would be better. Amen. It, it'll be better. Amen. Uh, everything's better in heaven, right? Um, so this, in closing, at least for my part, I want to encourage the ladies in our crowd. I really do believe that you have the greatest ability to make a difference because, again, there was a thing on the blaze, a... Uh, Catholic priest pretty much uh, took a stand and said that Hillary would have won if the Democrats would have changed their position on abortion because he went basically state by state and he can show you the amount of Catholics that voted for Obama in 08 and the amount that switched their vote to Trump with this being the subject, abortion. Because Trump has really, you know, hit that. Very pro-life. Very pro-life. Uh, I'm a little concerned about some in his family, but nonetheless, President Trump has given a lot of kudos uh, and support. And he's done a lot of things since he's been in office to, to garner that. Uh, with all that said, um, the, when you looked at the comments after his uh, article, the women just obliterated it. Once again, another man telling women, you know, this, that, and the other. So I, in this day and age, you're going, as a lady, you're going to be able... Now, don't get me wrong. They're, they're going to hate you, too. <laughs> but, but they won't be able to say well, you're a man. And the thing is, and you're right, and honestly, and I'm not like a big women's lib, like, sure. you know, type of gal, but you're right that this is um, a women's, quote, issue. it's a social issue, but it's a women's issue, and they're going to hear a woman's voice over a man's. But I can't, I don't think, stress enough that they'll hear the message out of love, right. not out of hate. And right. I think that how we, as a society, have been approaching that right. um, weighs on, you know, you... Sure. You know, it's such a hot, it's such a hot topic, but there you the seem to see more... The guy goes away scot-free. The guy goes away, that's the, that's where right. the anger yeah. starts. The guy goes away scot-free. And they probably have been in a relationship where that's exactly what happened. The guy sure. left scot-free. Larry's got something. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah. Well, I've had uh, two family members that have lost the baby before it was born. Sure. And it has literally destroyed their family. Sure. Because the husband didn't know how to approach the wife to comfort her. Mm -hmm. Because he, you know, I don't know what you want to say that a man has seen the baby before it's here, where a mother is already there. Sure. And but it seems to destroy a lot of families just by that stage. Right. You know, here they're expecting a baby and it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. And, and like you said earlier about every year 
on the child's birthday. They're going to the graveyard. Right. I mean, more than the loss of the child. Well, and, and I, you know, for me personally, I, and I shared this Sunday for the first service that I, my, the miscarriage that Dawn had was, it devastated me. It just absolutely devastated me. Because when I see that EPT, that plus, I'm a dad right then and right there. I'm pro-life. I, I believe at conception that child is a child. And it's my child. Type and it's thing. an answer to prayer in many times. You better believe it. You better believe it. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for your input. It's been good stuff tonight. That's what we got, isn't it? Yeah. We're done early. Are we, five, are we five done early? To talk. Six minutes. Yeah. Well, Un yeah. Unprecedented. <laughs> um, so next Wednesday, please come. We're going to practice the Easter walk. We need you here. Um, without you, the practice really can't happen. So bring, bring your kids, and they enjoy it. My kids enjoy going through the walk, the practice walk every year. Um, and then make plans to attend on Sunday. Yes. Uh, so, and, and pr as Tara said, pray, pray, pray. We, we need three reasonably pretty days with no rain, not a lot of wind, and, and I believe prayer changes things. And uh, we need a thousand people. Uh, it will, it will, it's just a great, excuse me, event to invite people to. Uh, if you've got folks that attend other churches, stress to them that. It, it's just an excellent opportunity to bring someone that you're trying to witness to because we're going to witness to you to them for you, and then on the ride home you can talk about, well, what, what did you think? And honestly, I know we say invite, 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 but if you're one of these people thinking, I'm not going to invite anybody, I don't invite people, this is such an easy thing to do because honestly I've discovered more and more people I work with every day, people I'm friends with, people in our neighborhood, they want to be invited. They they're waiting for someone to ask. That's and it. you're thinking, oh, they're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm weird if I invite them to a church thing. And what are they? No. I mean, and Easter of all things is something to celebrate. And even those that haven't gone to church since they were a kid, Easter is still important. That was when you got a new outfit, no matter what. Your mom got you Lots a new outfit. Of candy. You could have been poor. Uh, we had new clothes on Easter. So <laughs> it's a big deal to people. If they haven't been to church in years, that's still something that's Amen. important to them. And just say, hey, you don't have a. Any big Easter plans? We're doing this the week before, and it's something we're, fun we're and easy. We're bringing new clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three services on Easter Day, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock are our three services. We will have breakfast served from 8.30 to 9.30 downstairs while the services are going on up here, and then 10 o'clock Sunday school. So get that word out, too. Uh, Mandy Miller's grandmother, Laureen Warren, passed away yesterday. The funeral is 1 o'clock Friday at Eminence, Missouri. And then the little girl from uh, Edgar Murray, Ella, she passed away today. So please pray for that family. All right. All right, we good? Thanks, everybody. God bless you.